execution is one thing, uh, to desire after a goal, to be persistent, to have that passion, that inner drive, I think that's extremely important. Not, not many people have it, right? So what's gonna wake you up in the morning? What's gonna make you grind? What's gonna make you get it? What's going to make you elevate your mindset for you to achieve anything that you want in this life? You can't sit here and say, oh, I want to do this and not do it. What good is your word if you can't keep your word to yourself? I believe that's extremely valuable. As days go on, as weeks go on, as months and years go on, your why is going to change. What motivated someone in 2012 is not going to make them move in 2020, right? So how I feel this year is probably not how I'm going to feel in 2040, right? So I'm consistently finding ways to innovate and take this what I have to the next level. So that's just adding more behind the scenes content, right? Before the St. Clair Speaks Show podcast goes off and I say, what's going on guys? It's your hobby David St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. What's going on guys? It's your hobby David St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speak Show, guys. I'm your host, Yahabi St. Clair. Now, guys, today we have a special guest. But before we dive into today's episode, I just want to give you guys a solid reminder that it's never too late for you to be great. Go out there and do something special. Challenge yourself emotionally to find something that's going to elevate you to become a better you. It's that time. Yeah, let's get started. Grace, it's great to have you on the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. I know I am like, I am on one today. I'm consistently moving and I feel really good because, you know, guys, me and Grace just had a conversation, obviously off the record before we recorded. So I feel like we've been talking for the past five minutes. Uh, yeah, Grace, uh, let's get started. Uh, tell, tell, you know, me, the world, a little bit about you, what you do and what brought you on the St. Clair Speak Show. Thank you. I, I hope I can keep up with your enthusiasm. So uh, let's, let's try. <laughs> um, uh, thanks for having me to start with, and uh, I'd like to I'd like to start with the fact that I am on a mission to build a tribe of empowered, vocal um, women who are ready to own their ground and who are ready to move forward with who they are and their expertise through what I call leadership branding. Now, I do have a little bit of space, not just for women, but also for their allies. So uh, allies are always welcome, uh, but mostly women, just because I feel that uh, as, as I was like going through my career, um, things were a bit difficult for me as a woman. Um, I was always in a position where I always was kind of expected to behave like a man. Um, I put my emotional intelligence on the side. Um, I put my God-given gifts, let's put it this way, uh, in a little box and, and decided that to win in the leadership race, I have to behave and act in a specific way, uh, which put me in a really weird corner because there were like so many casualties along the way, to be honest, uh, which was really heavy on me as a human being. Uh, around 15 years ago, I discovered that this is not the right way to go. Um, I have a lot of intuition, uh, not just me, but a lot of other women, and I've, I've been discovering that. Um, I have intuition, I have uh, a nurturing side that can be extremely, extremely helpful when it comes to not just winning 
um, at the leadership race, but also building others along the way, which is honestly a much better journey. And that's why I started uh, Brand Gymnasium, which is my passion project, uh, that space and place for women to get together, learn together, uh, have conversations and, um, and be coached on how to build themselves and their leadership brands uh, to win the leadership, uh, the leadership race without having to pretend to be someone else. I agree with that 100%. I want to dive into uh, female empowerment. I love this lyric by Jay-Z. It took me having a daughter to see life from a woman's eyes. Same here. Yeah. Same here. So everything I do has this domino effect to how it affects my daughter. How I view women obviously has changed ever since I have a daughter. So from the business standpoint, let, let's dive, I want to dive more into, you know, obviously the mindset to being a impactful woman and owning your business, making sure that people, you know, obviously, of course, take you seriously. You said emotional intelligence. I'm very big on that. You, when you said nurturing, it, it, you, it's the little words that you're saying that's really hitting me. So you said nurturing and I, and I felt that comfort. So with women, obviously, of course, you know, you have, the opportunity, of course, to bring life into this world. So every, every woman that walks this earth has that in them. Yeah. But not many women know how to nurture themselves internally and to business. So tell us more about that. That's, that's a really good point. Um, the problem is, again, I go back to, to that same point of we are put in a corner, right? As women, uh, and, and I'm going to say it out loud, specifically women of color. Uh, we are put in a corner where, again, we have to behave in a certain way to be accepted. And not everyone is ready to go against um, the flow. It's not easy. It's not easy to be on your own. It's not easy to be, to lack community, right? It's not easy to lack support. Uh, it's not easy to not know where to go. I know it sounds like uh, it's common sense, but truly owning your ground is anything but common sense. Like you can speak it, you can, you can preach it, but unless you're ready to consistently live it, right? And consistently be yourself and consistently put your foot down and say, no, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to do it. And that's how I'm going to move forward. So it's not an easy journey, right? That's why not many women choose to take this journey. It's much easier to fit into the corporate profile, dress up in a certain way, take that corporate shot, uh, behave and talk in a certain way, because that's what's acceptable. And not everyone wants to go against what's acceptable, right? Uh, I'll give you a small example. For the longest time, uh, my corporate shots were with straight hair, right? And I have naturally curly hair. Only lately, I started taking my, my photo shoots with my normal natural hair. Why? Because only lately, I've started to see people like celebrities, Beyonce, uh, name it, other people of color who are out there and who accept their curls. You know what I'm saying? So for me, this was like a big empowerment moment that, no, I can actually be me. I'm someone who does not really wear makeup, right? In the corporate world, you're expected to be in a power suit, which I love, by the way, I have no problem with a power suit, but you're expected to be in a power suit, straight hair, sharp heels, right? And a bit of makeup. But 
I don't wear makeup. Does that make me any less, um, any less like efficient at what I do? No, it doesn't, right? It's just appearances. And I think we are at a stage uh, in, in our, in our evol uh, evolution and, um, you know, um, as, as human beings, specifically now with COVID, where it's okay to be yourself. We're inviting people into our own homes. We're inviting people on Zoom calls in our own bedrooms, in our own home offices, right? So it's changed a lot. And this is the opportunity I see. That's the, the turnkey solution that I see for women to own this moment and pivot. That's how I see it. We need to pivot. Um, like, I know I, I, I mean, for me, it's a movement. For me, it's beyond making money. It's beyond just a passion project. I want women to believe in themselves and I want them to know that it's a strategic approach. It's not something that you can start today and it's not, it's not about taking your photo and it's not about how you behave on LinkedIn and it's not about what you write on LinkedIn. It's about how you want to position yourself, your superpowers to the rest of the world and how you want to be perceived. In the old days, we used to wait for the world to perceive us, but now we define our own perceptions. We define the way we're perceived because we own our own media. We own our own accounts. We own, we, we make um, a choice to be authentic or not. And you can see it, you, you've been on networking, um, networking apps and you've been on LinkedIn. You can tell who is authentic and who's not, right? And that for me is major. Be authentic, be yourself, be comfortable in your, in your own skin. And just, how do I put it? Just ignite your passion online and allow people to see it. And your niche, your, your own followers who relate to you, to your superpowers will find you. So that's, that's what I preach. And, and that's, that's how I believe nurturing is so important. Showing women that you're not alone, there are so many people out there like you, and you have allies too, like you, Yahavi, right? As you said, you, you see the world from your daughter's perspective. I want your daughter one day to look back and say, hey, my dad empowered me. My dad empowered other women to empower me. And I think that is phenomenal. And to me, it's way beyond just, you know, the movement. Um, to me, it's about how you do it. How do I get you from your current state to your future state. And that's very personal. That's something that, um, you know, in my business, I, I design with my clients on one-on-one -on -one, uh, because every client is different. Every person wants to reach a different future state, right? So it can't be a one size fits all and it needs consistency and it needs commitment. I always tell people, if you're not willing to commit, not just to do it now, but to also pivot and evolve in the future, don't even start because you're wasting your time and money. So that's the nurturing I'm talking about. That's, 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 that's me being me. That's being real. I believe in being real. And, and that's what I love about you, by the way. You're, you're so real. And I think we, not, we need more people to be real, to be who they are, uh, to show their true colors and just to shine and allow others to shine. That's another thing, allowing others to shine. Um, we're no longer, in my opinion, in an age of competition. We're in an age of collaboration, right? It's an open market. There are so many people out there. There's enough space for everyone to bring their talents across. So collaboration is the name of the game, specifically for women, because a lot of the corporate culture talks about us being catty, 
right? And, and tries to kind of pit us against each other. But the reality is we're more collaborate, collaborators than anything else. Throughout history, women were collaborators, women were peacemakers. So um, I just want to bring this forward again. And I, I want us to shine the way we were always supposed to shine. Oh, man, that's powerful. You know, women have been a huge influence in my life. You know, my grandmother, my aunts, uh, my younger sisters. Uh, where does, I'll say, where does the confidence come from? But how can someone ignite that inner confidence to, to begin to nurture themselves? I think it's all about building a community. Confidence is uh, extremely infectious, right? And it's also about uh, loving yourself and allowing yourself to do mistakes, learn from them, get up and move forward. And that's, I guess, the role of other uh, women, um, you know, with you, with you, within your community. That's why I'm big in community. That's why I'm big on talking to women, whether they want to become clients or not. I really don't care, right? I want to talk to them because I want them to remember me one day and say, okay, Grace supports people. Let me support people too. I'll, I'll give you an example. One of the main things I do with my clients, and it's in my contract, by the way, when I sign them up, um, I tell them, you know what? All I need from you is whenever we're done with this, with the knowledge transfer and the coaching, what I want you to do is to choose a young woman who most probably cannot afford my services, right? And transfer the knowledge to her for free. Just because those young women need a lot of help because they're not as privileged as we are. I'm a 45 year old woman and I've been through it all. I've established myself. I have the confidence, I have the money, I have the, the corporate background, I have the expertise, I have the experience, I've built myself up, I've invested in myself. But then you'd find those amazing new talents that come up, but they don't have the same privileges, right? And then they think they get what, what I call the imposter syndrome. They start doubting themselves. Really, am I good enough? Right? Am I, am I really, you know, right for this? Maybe I shouldn't apply for this job because, yeah, no, I think maybe, um, I'm going to say it, maybe a white woman writes better than I do. I've, I've seen that with a, lot of, with a lot of women of color, by the way, uh, specifically in the writing field, in the copywriting field, right? but they don't understand their, their, how special they are. They don't understand what they bring to the table, right? And it's not diversity. It's actually beyond diversity. It's simply a different perspective, right? It's a different perspective. It speaks, uh, it speaks, it's a different story to tell, right? And it's exciting, and, and unfortunately, they don't have that. They don't have that privilege. They don't have the confidence. They don't have any of that. That's why for me, it's, it's way beyond just nurturing and building up. It's how do I pay it forward, right? How do I create that community to move women forward, to, to, to not just get them to pay for it, but to transfer that knowledge for free too? Because trust me, karma pays back. It does pay back one, one way or another, right? But you just need to empower others. And you know what, Yahavi, I'm also selfish. Uh, leadership, being in leadership, and you know that very well, being in leadership is a lonely place, right? 
I hate to be lonely. I need other people around me, women and their allies. So to me, that's why I'm building my community. That, in my opinion, in my opinion is the crux of the matter. Uh, you don't just uh, believe that you have confidence and it manifests, right? You build it. You nurture it. We go back to that word. You nurture it. You, you make it happen and you support others. Because guess what? We all fall. And when I fall one day, I will have my community. No matter how high I got, my community will support me through the fall. Right? So that's part, that's part of my being selfish too. Absolutely. I believe community, community, culture, uh, community being one, um, just finding ways to build community uh, for me was challenging, right? You, you know, you're talking about, you know, being yourself. I used to sell comedy tickets in Times Square, New York City for seven years. So that's where my gift for gab ability sparked. And people used to tell me all the time, oh, you're funny. Are you going to be in the show? Absolutely not. I'm not going to be in the show. Um, thank you for finding me funny. But I, I was the class clown in high school. Then I realized, I'm like, okay, I could really kind of use, you know, this funny little spark, my personality to my advantage. And I could tell you this now, Grace, honestly, so I've been running away from myself. But besides the last, you know, last few years, I stopped running away. Till I realized, I'm like, I've been who I was waiting for this entire time. So I released my first book, Sweats to Suits, available now in Kendall and Paperback Edition. So on the cover of my book, you know, there's a ring light. There's me in the ring light. And I kid you not. I kid you not, when I was a child, I, I used to close my eyes. When I was a kid, I was like seven, eight years old. When I was a kid, I kept seeing this ring light. I kept seeing this ring light when I was a kid. It didn't make sense. It, like, maybe I was just seeing things, you know, you rub your eyes, start seeing these little specks or whatever, but I kept seeing this ring light when I was a kid. How things come full circle, how community picks you up when you fall, going back to what you said. Um, you know, I have this, you know, personal training client when I was a fitness coach for a couple of years. Um, you know, of course, he has this partnership and, you know, they had their own little studio set up. You know, they invited me to come in, record some content like, hey, Javi, you know, what are you up to? Oh, nothing much, you know. Oh, OK, you know, we have the studio. Would you like to record some stuff? OK, I figured why not come in, record some stuff with the book. Then it hit me. I'm literally looking into the camera and the camera is surrounded by this ring light. Right. And how things come full circle with the ring light. I got the opportunity because... What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David. St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks show. Thank you for streaming this episode of the St. Clair Speaks show podcast. Don't forget to visit stclairspeaks.com and hustlehop.com and stay up to date with St. Clair Speaks show updates, upcoming guests, live webinar events, and St. Clair Speaks show trade talk. Visit stclairspeaks.com and hustlehop.com today. Of a uh, you know, former personal training client years ago that seen a huge return on an investment, not just from you know, the physical, but the emotional and mental standpoint that she invited me to do something. And it was the littlest thing that she did that sparked everything else. And I kid you not, I came home the first day in studio because we were in studio for hours, six, seven hours, recording because I'm recording the video book edition and the audio book and of course the regular edition of the book I came home and I broke down in tears in tears oh. of joy because I was I was just ignited with this new level and I and I felt it and I, and I felt where I was going and then looking back at the ring as a kid I'm like okay I get it now so the second you said when you fall down your community's there to pick you up unexpectedly 
this, this, I can't even say a client, but this friend of mine really elevated me and, and put me in a different light, right? You met me, like you met me here. I was your personal trainer. I helped you here. You came back full circle and you moved me over here and helped me put myself in a better light where I could see myself. And what I've realized is that I'm a better entrepreneur than I could ever be an employee to a company. So community picking you up, I'm a testament to that. You know, I'm a testament to coaching. I believe in coaching. I believe all of the best coaches in the world have a coach today. I was watching an interview with P. Diddy. Uh, literally, it was a random scrolling through YouTube and he was getting uh, a mentorship coaching session, I believe by Ray Del Delario. I don't know if I pronounced his name wrong or right, but I've seen him do that interview uh, as far as just the mentorship and coaching. Now, impactful that is. Hi, Mama. Watch here. No, shy, Dad. Just trying to run over here, but yeah, yeah, that's just pretty much just my thoughts on that. And and you mentioned a really important point, in my opinion. You mentioned that when you were young, uh, you would see that circle of light, right? See, unfortunately, that's another thing that we don't do enough of in this day and age. Don't get me wrong. I believe in science. I'm a very fact-based person. Again, being in the corporate world, uh, being, being in uh, growth marketing um, and branding, you have no other choice but to be uh, that. But we lost the magic, right? We lost the magic. Everything in our life has to be proven by data and by, by, uh, by numbers. And don't get me wrong, I love data and numbers, but there's another part to data and numbers that's magical. I, I tell my clients, and, and you said something very important, who, are, who become friends, really, right? Uh, don't be afraid of the magic. Don't be afraid to take risk. Don't calculate everything. Sometimes you need to follow your gut and not calculate, right? Uh, and, and that is super important when you mentioned it, that magic, and you realize it, it's that moment. I tell people when I meet them, I tell them, I don't know why I met you, but most probably two to five years down the line, I will know why, and both of us will have an aha moment, right? So believing in that magic, believing in ourselves, believing that is more to us than just numbers and figures, right? And, and big data um, and, and digitization and uh, whatever. There is more to our energy. There's more magic to our energy than we actually know. And we just need to allow a little bit of that in our lives to be a bit happier. You are absolutely right as far as, in some cases, it's not even two to five years, it's two to five seconds, right? So I can instantly know why, I'm like, okay, I already know why I met Grace. Okay, that's it, I already know, right? There's always a message in when you meet people. So I'm, I'm the, like you said, you know, like you read energy very well, you know, you're, you, you know, you're very, you know, you're conscious, you're aware. For me, I'm working on my shadow self as of right now. So the second, you know, we connected, you know, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at the background. Okay, I already know within five seconds, I already know the real internal message for me because anyone that I, uh, that I put on, like as far as just connect with and, you know, connect with on the St. Clair Speak Show podcast, there's a message that everyone has come with, not just for my audience, but for me, I'm like, okay, all right, maybe I could work on this. You know, on my previous episode, I interviewed Shay and, you know, we, 
you touched on collaboration, but she was talking about competition and how we get into this, you know, this competition thing where we consistently compare ourselves to other people. And what that leads, that leads us to a path of destruction, right? Internal destruction. And we're just, we're just off the wall, but, and I'm learning so much about me uh, as a person and as a kid. And I talk about this in my book, everything goes back to childhood, right? I grew up fatherless and adopted, raised by my aunt. So I grew up, I want to say kind of, I want to say kind of envious because that's an understatement. But when I watch, you know, uh, uh, you know, other kids, you know, grew up in a two parent household, I was a little envious, right? Because I didn't have that love. So I had to learn how to like love myself and fill those gaps. So growing up as a kid, I always, I was always questioning, right? If, am I good enough to do this? Am I going to be good enough to do this or that? But I didn't realize how good I was till I started doing straight up. That's another thing. The imposter syndrome, Yahavi. You, you brought me right back to it. Uh, it's funny how some of the, the most awesome people doubt themselves. And it's written, man is condemned to be free because once thrown into the world, he is responsible for everything that he does. This is the Sinclair Speak Show. And those who have nothing have this confidence and it you you question yourself like where do they get it from <laughs> right that's that's a question that I ask myself all the time because when you talk to them you feel like oh my goodness you're shallow right where does that all, all that confidence comes from so unfortunately uh, people who are brilliant are also plagued with that self-doubt because they're overthinkers right? They're overthinkers. And again, that's where the community comes in. That's where the support comes in. Like I personally, I go through it, right? Like I, I think people look at me and think, oh my gosh, she's such an extrovert. She is so confident. But sometimes I have under the blanket moments. Really, I do. I have under the blanket moments where I just cover up. I'm like, oh my gosh, the world is ending. What's happening? Right? We all have those moments. And, and it's very important that we vocalize that we have those moments because I want people to know that even the most confident of us go through those moments, go through doubt. But the reality is when you're in doubt, channel those uh, negative emotions, right? Into a productive path. That's what I tell my kids all the time. That's what I, what, I, what I tell my 18 year old, channel it into a productive path. No problem. You wanna have your five minute under the blanket, do it, not an issue, but make sure you get up and channel that into a productive path. And sometimes we can't do it alone. Actually, most of the time we can't do it alone. We were not created to live by ourselves. We were created to live in tribes. That's why I wanna build a tribe, right? So find your tribe. Make sure you talk to them. It's okay to lean on people when you need to lean on people, right? Because they will lean on you when they need you. So it's fine. It's a part of our social structure as an evolved species, right? So we really need to make use of it. We don't. And especially in this day and age, um, we actually, we were kind of conditioned to be very individualistic, right? But thank goodness for COVID. I say it, I say it out loud. Thank goodness for COVID-19. It reminded us that we cannot, cannot live alone. We cannot be 
incarcerated in our own homes, no matter how comfortable they are, no matter how happy we are, no matter how much food we have, no matter how much music we listen to, we need that human touch. We need to live in tribes. We need to go back to building our tribes. We need to go back to building our communities because we need each other. In this, in this case, definitely, I'm extremely uh, thankful for COVID. Be prior to COVID, I was on the corner selling tickets. So COVID got me off the streets. And it helped. And, and at that time period, which is, and I was talking about this this morning, I don't know how many days I've been in quarantine, but just, I did not waste that time at all. And I know the time is one thing you're definitely not going to get back. So you said, you know, that human touch, right? Tribes. COVID is an opportunity. And I, I actually want to touch on this with you. What have you learned? I'm pretty sure there's a lot that you've learned since COVID. Um, what have you learned about you? Um, it could be personally or business that COVID has, you know, taught you, right? So for me, what I've learned, I'm going to use me as an example. But one of the things that COVID taught me is obviously I have a lot more to give, right? I have a lot more to give. I have a lot more to offer. I finished writing the book during COVID-19. I started writing the book two years ago, but we fit, I finally put the finishing touches on it during COVID-19. Uh, COVID-19 has helped me get over procrastination, uh, the fear of failing. Um, those little things that have been really keeping me like at a standstill for years. COVID obviously exposed you know, me in a different light. And I believe if you know your strengths, and your weaknesses, and if you could max, if you could master your weaknesses, you could master your strengths. So for me, procrastination, um, if it's ego, fear, whatever it is, uh, for me personally, COVID has definitely shed a light on it for me. Uh, what are some key takeaways that you've learned about yourself during this pandemic? That is a really good question. I've learned so much during COVID. Um, I've learned that I'm not as strong as I thought I was. Um, I've learned that I'm only human. Uh, I've learned through a super personal experience, and I hope you don't mind me sharing. Um, I, I lost a friend of mine to suicide in my own home. I, I found her. Um, I discovered to that I can't, I can't, um, solve the world's problems. I can't save everyone. Um, COVID was a huge learning curve for me. It was humbling, actually. It was humbling. Um, I, used to, I used to stand up and tell the universe, bring it. And the universe brought it during COVID. It made me more aware of uh, mental health issues. Uh, that, uh, you know, people are, are unable to deal with, right? Uh, where people reach a dead end and uh, there's no helping them, unfortunately. I learned to respect also out of this particular, uh, there was a lot of anger uh, with, with that particular experience and a lot of sadness afterwards, but then it also brought me to a space of respect for someone's choice to not be here anymore, right? So to me, it was, oh my gosh, COVID was a huge learning curve. Yahavi, a huge learning curve. Suicide is definitely something I don't talk about. Like 
I'm definitely I don't talk about as much as I should. That's something like I struggled with. Like I would definitely say more so. I can't say more so in my early years, but we have the we go through depression. Obviously, I'm sorry for your loss. It definitely does change. Uh, I don't want to say the uh, the energy, but definitely to you know be transparent. You know, I've had those thoughts at one point, right? We we get to this point. I don't say we, but as human beings, you never know what what someone rumbles with behind closed doors. But from the yeah. emotional standpoint, you know, we question, like you said, you know, you know, it's up to them if they decide if they want to continue to be here. Then I was at a point. I was definitely at a point uh, where I kind of questioned. I definitely was questioning my faith. I was dating someone for some time. And it's interesting because we, our first date was to a comedy club in New York city. <laughs> and like a couple years later, you know, she passed away of cancer. Right. So this was a girl of, you know, faith, strength, goals. I was completely, I was a completely different person, completely different person. Um, you know, of course, you know, when we were dating, I wasn't as goal driven. I, I'm not going to say, oh, okay, you know, you know, God and the universe used her for self-development. I'm not saying any of that, but after, you know, after she passed, I questioned faith. So those thoughts of like, you know, of course, suicidal thoughts, you know, ramming my G37 off the road, like those thoughts were there, right? Because I'm like, how can uh, someone of, uh, you know, faith, uh, all this strength, you know, someone so powerful that I look at in a powerful light and then obviously cancer, right? Boom, just comes. And there's the, unco there's the uncontrollable. So for me, I had to really question myself emotionally. And that was hard. I think depression, depression for me was tough. Becoming a speaker definitely helped, right? You know, talking about it. I did therapy, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, my significant other made me do therapy. We did couples therapy together. That honestly like sparked a little spark that led to a wildfire for me internally. Awesome. Um, so I became my own mentor, my own therapist. So again, working on my shadow self, you know, deep, like really digging deep into these uh, uh, emotions, whether it was depression, uh, you know, suicide thoughts and, and, and what have you. It was definitely my first time talking about this on the record. But what I've learned what I've learned was, uh, you know, when these emotions arise, right, when depression arises, I have to do something that's going to, uh, I want to say challenge these emotions, but definitely uh, get to the root of the problem. Because if I don't get to the root of what's causing uh, the depression or the suicidal thoughts, then it's going to obviously have some type of triple effect and domino effect. Um, my significant other, you know, her father, you know, he hung himself, he killed himself. So... Oh. With, with suicide, obviously, you know, uh, suicide awareness and, you know, mental health awareness, you know, I'm very, I'm very big on it because that's something that I struggled with for years with the mental health. Because as a kid, I grew up questioning. I'm 29 now. If I was challenging, if I was questioning myself at six, seven years old, what do you think I'm thinking about now at the age of 29? Right? I don't I was, want to <laughs> Right? You know what I mean? So if, if we could only think... I can't even say if we can only think of what the next person is thinking. You I mean, you never know, no matter how strong you are, right? God rest his soul, Robin Williams, right? No matter how uh, strong or happy someone, you know, presents themselves to be, you really never know what someone is, uh, you know, encountered 
with behind closed doors. So uh, depression, uh, suicide awareness, um, you know, mental health altogether is uh, extremely important because if I would have took my life, what, maybe four years ago, Amber passed away in 2016. If I would have took my life again, like, wait, maybe like four years ago, this conversation obviously doesn't happen. The book doesn't happen. The impact yes. doesn't happen. The inspiration yes. doesn't happen. So for me, it's like, okay, I could kill myself today. And it's like, okay, what else doesn't happen, right? My cartoon doesn't happen. My app doesn't happen. These properties I'm flipping doesn't happen. You know, all of this doesn't happen. So the, that's obviously some things that helped me. What helped me was myself. I had to find ways to help me break out of that. And again, like I said, going back early into this interview, you could realize why you meet someone within the next five seconds. So for me, it's yeah. like, boom, okay, Grace. I'm glad I talked that out. I got that out there. I feel good about that. I feel emotionally accomplished today. I'm going to have me some ice cream. So with that being yes. said, yes. I feel great. But that's but this is why I wanted to launch the St. Clair Speak Show podcast was to obviously dive into self-improvement um, entrepreneurship, all this stuff, but from the perspective of like, hey, you know, everyone, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're making $10 a year or 10 million, you're going to feel emotions the same way. It doesn't matter. You know, money can't buy happiness. This can't buy happiness. I'm as successful as I am, as successful as I am, it, this still does not fill the void of what was missing back in the day when I was a child. It doesn't. So I have to find ways to fill that. So that's me getting down to the root, right? So much is given, so much is given, much is required. What worked for me uh, at this level is not gonna work at this level. So I'm consistently finding ways to uh, definitely challenge myself, right? I'm talking about consistency. I lacked consistency before. So doing this helps me break out of just overthinking, being an introvert, yeah. And that's so true. And again, for me, it's, I think it's so important that there's a male figure too that talks about these things because a lot of young men feel like, no, I'm tough. I can handle this. Right. But no, it's okay to talk about your emotions. It's okay to say that you're not feeling okay. Right. Um, and, and I think that's also an empowerment that is required and needed in, in this day and age, because Again, we are, we are privileged in so many ways that we are stuck in our own homes that are big enough and comfortable enough. But imagine there are people who are stuck within, like in COVID, during COVID, in homes that are abusive, in homes that are unhappy, in homes that are small. Um, imagine the mental health impact on those people, imagine how alone they feel. That's one of my biggest issues, that feeling alone. That's why we go back to community again, uh, feeling alone. No one should feel that alone, no one. I, feeling, feeling alone, I definitely feel alone. I felt, I feel, I don't say I feel alone sometimes, but there were multiple different times, even when, um, if I'm staying up late and I'm trying to record a webinar or if I'm waking up early, I'm trying to do that. If I'm separated from my family, there are moments where I'm going to feel in low, where I feel alone. I feel a little resentment, a little guiltful, like, Oh, I'm overworking today. Maybe I should just, you know, uh, cut it off. But 
uh, with community, I believe, of course, you know, like you said, community obviously is going to fill that gap. So one doesn't feel lonely all the time as from, from the emotional standpoint. Uh, but definitely one thing I definitely recorded yesterday, I was going to release this on LinkedIn was protecting my energy too, right? Yes. Protecting your energy because when people see that you have a big heart, oh, they want to take away. And I'm sure that, you know, you've experienced this in the past as well. You know, where people see that, oh, okay, Grace is a nurturer. She, I can always get this energy from her. Then, you know, you look into yourself and it's like, oh man, I don't have the energy for myself. Like, how do you break out of that? And how do you avoid that happening? A really good point. I call them energy vampires, right? So energy vampires should not be around you. See, a big part of having a good heart and being a nurturing person is also to direct it in the right way right? Again, give it to the right people. So a big skill, an awesome skill that we should all develop is knowing when to pull the plug, knowing when to say no, knowing when to just say enough is enough. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, but I don't want to do this anymore. So again, not just for women, women suffer from it a little bit more, but knowing when to pull the plug, being assertive, right? And not giving a Japanese no, giving a real no, like no, right? Stop. You're out of my life. And that's, again, that's a skill that you develop by trial and error. Uh, I think you become more powerful at developing this skill when you know yourself really well, right? So Learn how to say no. That for me is the most important part. Learn how to move people, remove people out of your life. I do, I do purging sessions, right? Especially on social media. I go on my social media, specifically Facebook. Oh my goodness, it's a cesspool. Uh, I go on social media. I go on, on uh, uh, Facebook and I start purging, right? Anyone who bothers me, unfriend, 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 unfriend. I keep my circle, my personal circle, small, right? Even when I give energy to people, I tell them clearly, I'm a very straightforward person. I tell them, I'm sorry, but you are, you're taking a lot more energy than I, I can give. So just, I think we have to stop right here. Because if you don't care for yourself, and that's something I learned later on in life in my 30s, right? If you, if you can't, take care of yourself, you will be drained and then you won't have time to nurture anyone, right? So you need, you need to nurture you first. You need to have time for you first. You need to train yourself to say no. You need to train yourself to do spring cleaning, as I like to call it. Call it purging, call it spring cleaning. I do, I clean all the time. That's the trick. I'm going to try that because it's funny because, oh man, this is a really good episode. I legit, I, I, I went through this this week but I didn't get, I didn't get, I needed to hear the hard no, not the Japanese no, number one. Number two, number two, I could relate because I'm like, I, I could tell you this now. I don't know if you ever felt this before. Have you ever stopped talking to someone and your life just became so much more peaceful? Oh yeah. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I realized I'm like, okay, I'm really, I'm comfortable being alone. And there's, of course, there's some people I want to connect with and I understand the whole power of community. But once I realized, I'm like, okay, I don't really need to talk to you for three hours, four hours throughout the day in order for me to consistently do work. And, I, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, there are people that leech on. 
right? There are people that leech onto the energy and they want that, they want that energy. And yeah, the hard no, learning to do that. I think that's extremely important. I, that's something I could definitely take away from you today. I have to learn how to master that, right? Because I just got into this light. So there's people I want to get into light too, right? Oh, can I? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love your facial expressions. Can I? No. <laughs> so that's, I had to learn that right away. Um, I cannot uh, sit here and have, uh, you know, you know, conversations with one person for six, seven hours throughout the day. I'm not getting any work done. I'm not, like you said, I'm giving way more than I'm getting in return in some cases. Uh, but it, it just wasn't working out for me from an emotional standpoint. I felt drained. And I recently did this this week and I had to realize, I'm like, okay, Friday's a big day for me. Friday's an extremely big day. I have a podcast interview today, right? I have a webinar. It's Monday. I'm like, okay, Friday, I'm not ready at all. I looked at my contacts. I blocked eight people that call me consistently. I had to block them just to get ready for today so I could give you everything. And if I didn't do that, this interview would be going left. I I just was not emotionally prepared. And I could tell because when we were communicating prior to this interview, I'm like, damn, I didn't do this. How come this ain't working? And it's just like the littlest things, the little, I swear to you, it's the littlest things. I'm like, I'm usually prepared just having like everything integrated so well that I'm like, wait, why isn't this working? I'm like, yo, okay, I need to stop talking to this one and this one to make sure that this is functioning right. So it's just so funny, again, how things happen like that all full circle. Absolutely. And that you need, you need to keep in mind, like you need to set boundaries Uh, and boundaries doesn't mean that you need to be rude. I'm just, again, I'm just very straightforward with people. And that's also what I coach people on, right? To build your personal brand, to be able to do what you do, to become a leader, right? A situational leader, a successful situational leader, you need to know how to say no, because to be honest with you, you're also doing those people a favor when you say no, right? Because they need to go through their own learning curve too. They need to become independent. They need to stop leeching on other people's emotions. And um, you can't become an enabler, right, to that. You have to say no. You have to put your foot down. I appreciate you. um, But I think, you know, I need time and space for myself. That's all the energy I can give at this moment. Okay, let's circle back to that later. That's that's what I always do. Right. And there are people that I simply cut off because they're toxic. Right. Again, a big, a big learning for me um, from through COVID going back to that. Some people are toxic. You can't change them. Period. So they're better, they're better off out of your life because then they fit in in someone else's life. The problem is you're not the right fit, right? And unless you push them away, they won't find their fit. It's as simple as that. That's it. I'm pushing people away like this. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how you gotta do it. You gotta push them, <laughs> gotta push them away. You know, you, you know, you can't get into, you know, you can't get into my circle. You know, you talked about something. I want to go back a little bit. You know, you keep your uh you keep your immediate circle. You keep that very, very small. Um, can you talk? I mean, I would. I don't want to say there's there's levels to a circle, but there are definitely levels to a circle, right? You have your immediate, right? You know, you're a parent, so I believe you know being a parent automatically makes you a leader. So you, of course, you have your kids, right? That's your immediate circle number one, right? So yeah. 
then there is the then the circle is just your immediate, then it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. How do you keep balance with your circle? Uh, really good, good question. I, sometimes I don't, right? Sometimes I don't. Um, I keep balance by focusing on, uh, by prioritizing. That's, that's for me the most important part. Um, Sometimes my kids need me a little bit more than my two girlfriends who are, you know, uh, independent and established. Sometimes my girlfriends need me a little bit more than my kids. So it's always a balancing act. There's no right or wrong answer to this. Um, I just, um, something I've learned doing at a later stage in my life is I listen better, right? Um, so when I listen, I know who needs me more. And I simply direct the energy towards that person. Sometimes uh, a client needs me more. And I, I just, I explain to my immediate circle that, you know, within the coming couple of weeks, um, you know, I'm building this client up and, and she or he, they need me a little bit more. So I will be putting more effort and time into it. So for me, it's all about prioritizing, being respectful. So not, not, not just neglecting people right? But explain yourself. Like I always explain myself, look, I'm not neglecting you, even to my 10-year-old son, right? I'm not neglecting you, but mommy is very busy right now. She has a very busy couple of weeks. So can we become a team and, you know, just power through it together? And, and that's what I do with everyone. I respect their presence in my life. I don't just ignore them. But at the same time, um, I, I prioritize and I, I balance because that's how it works. I recently learned balance, Grace. I believe balance is uh, extremely powerful. If you don't have balance, you got to invest in some balance. Uh, yeah. Balance. I just learned balance. So when I look at when I look at you know doing the Saint Clair Speak Show podcast, obviously we're previously recording today. It is Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I know it's the best days for me to do interviews. My significant other's home. She's with our daughter. I have more opportunity to previously record webinars, do tons of interviews back to back throughout the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's my, you know, my work strategy behind doing what I'm doing here. Then I know throughout, you know, Monday through Thursday, I'm of course, you know, I'm holding my daughter, but I'm day trading mobily through my phone, <laughs> whatever the case may be. And of course, on the weekends, I'm doing other things outside of the podcast, webinars, and all that cool stuff. So. Another thing that I've learned was to, uh, of course, not overwork. I just, I would say definitely invested into some YouTube TV. Here's why. Uh, just for like sports and just watching sports, I've learned uh, to avoid the workaholic syndrome mm -hmm. and creating that balance. Because I recently found out through writing this book, I was going, I was going to crash hard if I didn't put my own personal time. So I have to force myself to sit there. Yeah, I could read books. I could write books too. So I could, yeah, I could do that. But I wanted to do something emotionally that just takes me away from everything else, right? Whether yeah. spending time with my daughter, my family, or just watching sports, right? Uh, basketball season. I'm so thankful that sports was back on. It gives me something to emotionally escape, right? Take my mind off of business for a second. Let me just, hey, how's the Lakers doing? Okay, we won yesterday. I feel great, right? I'm more fired up, but I need I'm a Raptors fan, be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I need, I, I need to give myself that balance. I believe forcing balance on yourself is extremely powerful. Uh, revoking access from toxic people, like you said, that's extremely powerful. 
if you don't have balance, you have to find ways to creative. Uh, if you if you look at your life, if you look at your schedule, it's easy to create balance if you just realize the patterns that you create, right? Yes. Um, for me, I wake up every day, 4 a.m., I'm on my computer. The best time for me to record a webinar is when the baby is sleeping. The best oh. time, <laughs> you know, because it just makes the most sense. Why am I gonna sit here and try to struggle recording a webinar at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday? I'm gonna get consistent, you know, da, 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 you know what I'm saying? Sure. And that's my time. So I'm not gonna take away from her time. I'm going to wake up earlier, record, do whatever I need to do that doesn't overlap into her time. Disrupt. So I have more balance overall. Yes. So creating balance is just looking at your life and seeing, okay, where can this piece fit here, here, here to create that full balance circle. So yeah. I, it, this is a really good, I'm really loving this episode right now, Grace. Here's why, because going back to what you said, you really learn, you can really learn how you, uh, the message of meeting people within the first five to 10 seconds. In some cases, it takes some people uh, five to 10 years to realize. But with this, obviously, with this great conversation, it doesn't even feel like an interview anymore. With this great conversation that we're having, I'm learning, uh, you know, some key tips, right? And anyone listening, you're learning some key tips to create more balance. And I'm honestly so, so proud of you. And I say it as a mother. I'm so proud of you. I love the fact that you've overcome adversity. You've overcome your own fears. You've overcome um, a lot of things that people are unable to overcome, right? Remember at the beginning, before, before we started recording, I told you, you are, you are the living, uh, moving example of what I want people to be. Uh, you're real, you're authentic, you're extremely comfortable in your own skin, you have no problem being vulnerable, and that gives you power, right? That is your superpower. Uh, you love your daughter, you love your partner. I mean, I just love it when I see men like you, and when they're vocal about it too, right? Uh, I, I think that is so refreshing, and I'm grateful that I met you and I'm grateful that we had this conversation and um, I hope more, more people will listen to you and, and learn from you. And I think that's a major thing. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for myself. I believe every day is an opportunity to grow. You know, um, if I'm struggling with something today, I'll be stronger with it tomorrow. That's my mentality mm -hmm. on just everything. Right. So um, yeah, I mean, why not? It's either suffer or, or succeed. Yeah. Life gives you two options. Yeah. You could either suffer or succeed emotionally, financially, whatever it is. I mean, life gives you options. Yeah. It's up to you if you decide what you want to settle for. So for me, I, I, I know my humble beginnings, right? I know my humble beginnings. So I cannot have, uh, you know, of course, my daughter experienced that. So I know the greater the battle, the greater the blessing. Mm -hmm. So. So when I said universe, bring it on, I, I was ready with my sword and shield, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, but <laughs> that's my mentality. Okay. I know, a, I know a really good defense is a strong offense. So Agreed. How, how do I remain consistent with, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm telling her about it. Well, I mean, so consistent. Uh, really consistent is I just again uh, overcoming fear I was talking to my significant other about this yesterday you know you heard the expression 
uh, you know, one, if you try to catch two rabbits at the same time, how many rabbits do you end up catching? You end up catching none. Yeah. <laughs> you're going here, you're going here. So I'm asking her, I'm like, okay, what do you think uh, as far as just like business should I focus on? Should I focus on uh, my e-commerce business or real estate? And I'm like, well, you know, it would make more sense for you to focus on your real estate business because I already knew how this year was going to turn out for me, Grace, because mm -hmm. January 3rd, 2020, which is very special because that's my mommy's birthday. So <laughs> January 3rd, I was in position to close into my first real estate deal and it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And it was the best thing that never happened. It, I, <laughs> it was the best thing that never happened because in some cases, of course, rejection is protection, but yes. me not getting my way ignited something in me. It ignited something in me. And it really reminded me that sometimes things are not going to go your way. And sometimes the things that don't happen are the best things that happen because this podcast, um, and just everything else and that's ah oh man it's incredible and i'm so happy that you're doing something that you enjoy again that's another part that we forget about joy joy in what we do right fine and that's a part of finding your superpower too. find your superpower because you know everyone has a superpower but not everyone is a superhero right so you become a superhero when you find your joy. So that is something that you just said, maybe not in the same words I used, but find your joy to become a superhero. You know, Grace, I wrote a song called Dreamer about okay. two years ago. And one of the lyrics I said is, I think we all got superpowers, right? And what we learn in our subconscious mind tells us so much more about a reality. Uh, but superpowers, you know, of course, you know, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person. Uh, I'm very big on manifestation. Thoughts do really become things. I agree. Again, I, going back earlier, what I said in this interview, I've seen that ring when I was a child, right? <laughs> now that ring covers on the title of my book. So yeah, you know, we, we all do have superpowers. I believe every single person that walks this earth has an incredible talent, it's up to them if they want to consistently nurture that seed every day. Yeah. But if I, if I didn't overcome uh, fear, uh, procrastination, again, things like this doesn't happen. Um, breaking out of my box, introducing myself, Yahabi, to the world, to grace, and connecting yeah. with so many uh, people have definitely, it's, it's, it's lit a different fire in me. You know, this, this episode in particular uh, for me was definitely one of my favorites. I don't want to say that I say that a lot, but just incredible. You know, obviously the name Grace, right? So we all know what Grace means, right? And if you don't know what Grace means, well, you need some Grace. Uh, Grace, can you tell us, can you tell the world where they could find you and everything that you do? Thank you. Um, uh, they can find me on uh, online, uh, brandgymnasium.com. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, I'm very friendly in general, but if I don't like you, I will cut you out of my life. So <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> oh, same here, Grace. Same here. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that, uh, that, man, this is the St. Clair Speak Show.